Padil, also known as Hadil Speaks, and you're listening to Miss the Point, a podcast where I'm joined by many politicians, activists, journalists, and everyday people to talk about politics in the 21st century. Now, today's episode, I am so excited for Do We Still Need Feminism? And our guest, even more amazing, um, Kiara. Kiara, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so, hi, everybody. My name is Kiara Bria. I am a dancer, choreographer, TikToker, I guess, um, YouTuber, social media, whatever person. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And kind of to get us started for today's episode, I wanted to ask you, Kira, what does feminism mean to you and, and what value does it hold? Um, so interesting you ask, because I've been thinking about, I guess, kind of our relationship to the word feminism. Mm. Um, like recently because i'm seeing just on tiktok tiktok forms a lot of my cognitive patterns so um just people the way people are talking about tiktok or talking about feminism on tiktok and talking about moving towards the word womanism and i didn't even know that was a thing until like literally last week and i think so it kind of made me realize this for me i am not really attached to the movement as much as I am attached to what it does. People forget it's supposed to be about action. And I was watching Patricia Collins. Um, she did a talk and she was talking about sharpening intersectionality's critical edge. And she was literally saying the point, it should not be to be using the word feminism. She's saying this about intersectionality because people, people throw in the words intersectionality and feminism to make whatever they're saying seem to have more merit. And they just sprinkle it in like feminist this, intersectional that. But what, what you're talking about or what you're doing might not necessarily be, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I'm identified with this or identified with that. What am I doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we're so, we're so caught up in it. And it, it's almost like a status point. Like how, how critical is your race theory and how intersectional is your feminism? It's what are you doing? 110%. And, you know, I remember seeing this um, quote by Ronnie Schreiber. She's the author of Writing Feminism, Conservative Women in American Politics. And in an article, she said, um, you know, it's important for feminists to be able to say someone's actions are not feminist or all the term uses all meaning and no one knows what it stands for. And I think that really aligns with what you're saying. You know, I feel like the meaning has been changed into feminism equals what is good for women. And I think that's very interesting. How would you feel about that? You know, yeah, I see what you're saying, actually, because, like, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that, I made a TikTok, um, a stitch, um, to this girl who's talking about plastic surgery. And she was, I don't know if you saw that video, but she she basically was saying how, what her, her first words, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. She words it so well. She, th she said, I think this whole plastic surgery debate is a perfect microcosm for, you know, women who basically support capitalism versus women who don't. Um, and it just kind of started this whole conversation on my, on my page about, like, is plastic surgery feminist? You know what I mean? And it's like, while the ability to have plastic surgery and not be judged might be feminist, maybe the act of getting it still ends up feeding into the male gaze and obviously there's then the class you have to put into it so not everybody can afford plastic surgery so then if women who can't afford plastic surgery use their money to become the perfect stereotype of an attractive woman to the general male 
and leaves everybody else who can't afford the money to make their experience within the patriarchy more pleasant to the dust. Is it really feminist? Probably not. But do they still have complete right to do that and to maybe make their experience within the patriarchy more pleasant if they can? Sure they do. So it's like, it, it's not always, there needs to always be nuance and it's not always black and white, but it's, yeah, it's an interesting conversation of what is good for women exactly no that's a really great point you bring up i think also um you know it's i think feminism to me at least is fundamentally women having the choice and having the respect to make their own decisions and that encompasses everything if women want to eat um going on with the analogy you just came up with go want to eat things that are bad for them they have the right and the choice to do that the same way men do it's about the choice we shouldn't limit women's choice because you disagree with what women want to do. Women have the agency and the freedom to do what they want to do. And I think that's a big part of what feminism is. Loads of people dictate what they think women should be doing and then plaster feminism on it to make it seem as though they are fighting for women's agency, not agency, but fighting for women's rights in society when really you're removing their ability to make their own decisions. And that's the problem with this in the first place we do live in a patriarchy, we live in a society created for men, by men, um, and, and many of the things that happen in this society are done and feed into the patriarchy. And so we need to be very careful with all of the discussions and things that we do. And it's good that you bring up that nuanced idea, because I think, you know, the question of this is, do we still need feminism? My answer obviously is yes, but I think even if women had all the rights and the equalities that we did in society, feminism would still be necessary because we need to have those nuanced discussions that you bring up, because there's still so much to talk about. There's still so much to discuss. And, you know, I feel like if people limit it to, oh, you guys got the vote, you're equal now. I feel like that is the most unnuanced take and it's, it's probably the most damaging thing people could possibly do in such a discussion. Bring up, you know, uh, the, the, within our current society, can women truly be liberated, right? And it reminds me of an article I read, again, this will be in the description below, um, called The Fabrics of Faux Feminism. And the name really intrigued me. I was like, hang on, that, that seems very interesting. And, you know, it led me to think about the commercialization of feminism, you know, almost this girl boss feminism type thing. Um, how we have t-shirts with women's equality slogans on them, the clothing, the merch. Um, I feel like this really plays into your argument you were saying earlier about how it should be less about the titles and more about what we do. Um, you know, being a girl boss isn't necessarily going to liberate you from what the patriarchy expects you to do. It's not going to liberate you in terms of your opinion and your rights and your agency being respected. And so I feel that article was incredibly interesting and it offered a very amazing perspective because within that it was talking about how we as women in the West will have our feminism and we'll plaster it on t-shirts but we'll forget about the women's rights in the global south who are making these t-shirts and not getting paid for them it was a very interesting take and i feel like it plays into the the greater dynamic of feminism and how our feminism also needs to be more conscious of how our actions impact other women who may not necessarily be from the same society the same social class but also the same background as us yeah for sure for sure for sure yes Right? And it's interesting because even if you think about um, just capitalism, like most like women are such high consumers, like we spend so much money, I think on average more than men, which is interesting considering on average you make less than men. 
so yeah definitely i think it's incredibly amazing that you bring that up because let's get some stats in here so according to red stats um women made many more low-cost purchases than men and many fewer high-cost purchases so nearly three quarters of items under 10 pounds were bought by women compared to under two-fifths of items over a thousand pounds I think this has got a lot to do with industries and how they trade and create insecurities within women so that women feel like the answer is then to, for example, buy makeup to cover up their insecurities. And I'm not saying, you know, it's it's an umbrella of all women feeling insecure so they have to wear makeup. I understand loads of people do it as an art, but for the most part, I feel like many industries exploit women's insecurities and turn them into a business model that they can then profit off of and brand it as empowerment because a woman's taking it in her own hands to deal with the insecurity. I could go on with this forever, so I digress. But moving on, I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Do you think girl boss feminism can be tone deaf or is tone deaf? Um, yeah, I would say it's just, it's sort of like misdirected almost. Like it, it just, it's not doing what it thinks it's doing. But also, I don't even know, you know, girl boss feminism isn't really for feminists. Like, that's what I think. I think it's for people who aren't real feminists who, like, want to make themselves feel better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's for people, girl boss feminism is only for people who, like, you know, can still see themselves fit within the patriarchy pretty well. And they're, like, really not that pressed. Like, they just want to kind of seem like they have a bit of an edge. No offense. To them but like yeah i mean i asked this question because i enjoyed watching a take on, on tiktok like you say a lot of political conversation happens there and it's really interesting to see it but um and and the girl said you know i don't want to see at the table i want to break the table sometimes and i've said this a lot in, in previous episodes um sometimes we focus on debating the label and what it means rather than the ideas held by the individual but what I will say is that at the same time, sometimes when it does come to discussing feminism and you have, for example, um, individuals that would call themselves feminists saying things like, yeah, but I don't fight for trans women either or I don't fight for sex workers either. I think it's important to then understand that group of women and then have that descriptor rather than a label of them. So these are women that are trans exclusionary feminists, for example. But like, I do agree in that you know, it should be more about the ideas of the individual rather than who they label and more so what their ideas can then do to fight for women's collective liberation. A lot of the time when discussions about feminism are taking place in the West, people ignore that different people outside of the West or this bubble that we've created for ourselves have different perspectives on social issues and have different needs. That definitely doesn't mean we go and enforce our ideas there because that's ignorant and tone deaf. But it also means that we can't just accept that women's liberation has been achieved because fundamentally, one, um, you know, industries are allowed to capitalize and exploit off of women's inequality and the oppression of women. But two, there are so many women who are going missing, for example, indigenous women, um, and, and that's not being addressed. That is a feminist issue. And this is what I say when I talk about girl boss feminism or free the nipple feminism. Yes, those are important things to understand in terms of women having control over their own bodies. But it fundamentally ignores that women are still in danger. It fundamentally ignores some of the big issues that affect women. And that's why you can't just make a big speech about, you know, I'm going to start my own business because I'm a feminist and I own myself. And then throw the word intersectional, intersectional on it, just like you said, and say, yup, I've definitely saved women. 
we need feminism because we need to go so much further for all the women in our society it's really just like people just need to listen more like i think a lot of these problems come from people just not really understanding that there are people with different experiences from them in different parts of the world and again like with the with everybody gets a free pass to you know identify with feminism like the reason i said like like everybody i guess i i mean like no not everybody should be able to but i think like saying no you can't isn't going to like really do anything mm. it's more of like what are how can these people better understand what feminism really is do you know what i mean it's just like a different tree to bark up mm. what i do think though is feminism needs to remain disruptive in society i think um one of the things that happens a lot because we're under the patriarchy and because we're taught we need to please everyone else before looking at our own rights etc we have this habit of trying to make feminism palatable so no i'm not one of the radical ones you know i'm not one of the extreme ones and i'll hold my hand up and say i used to do that so much until i realized how problematic that was you know i feel like feminism needs to remain disruptive this is not a discussion about um what color um you know what color scheme we're gonna have at my birthday party this is a discussion about you know do i get to live my life freely and safely this is a discussion about do women get to feel safe in their own homes in their employment on the streets walking walking back and walking to places um and so i don't think we we should try ever make that palatable if someone thinks that this isn't an issue that they can get behind i think the problem's not on how you are portraying your feminism but rather how they perceive it i just think of the audrey lord quote what's it called the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house have you heard that a hundred percent yeah for sure so i think that's just something that everybody should keep in mind yeah you can't expect you can't expect someone who who's benefiting off of the system to to want to suddenly go yeah um it would be a great idea for me no longer to receive those benefits and you know let's talk about the quote you know when you're accustomed to privilege equality seems like oppression um i feel like within feminism and again one of the needs for it is a lot of women assume that the female lived experience is the same and i think that's a big error um for example a trans woman is going to experience her life very differently to what a cis straight white woman is going to face it as or a cis straight black woman is going to face it as all of these different issues are what intersectional feminism means it doesn't mean having a business that employs a diverse range of people it means understanding the fundamental differences within people's lives and how they meet at the intersection to encompass different forms of injustice or oppression a person faces so um what i'd ask you then is you know what should what should a feminist movement look like and focus on in your opinion focus on action focus less on verbiage less talk more action <laughs> like i i just think women i women just need to be able to like think for themselves and do what literally whatever they want to do and i think part of like the whole here's okay cuz like i know we're talking about you know plastic surgery sex work like all the different things it's like the context of it if the if the patriarchy wasn't a thing it wouldn't matter you know what i mean it wouldn't matter what people did so that's really like where we're trying to get it's less about like the specific things like oh debating are they good or bad like whatever and we can do that obviously cuz it it does help like it's nice to talk about these things and and study them and it, it helps to have discourse about them but at the end of the day like 
we want to just be pushing for the ability to do whatever you want to do without it always having to you know reference back to the patriarchy because it's like everything like uh oh somebody commented this quote on my page the other day and i'm trying to remember exactly what it was it was from from an author and now i can't remember her name but basically she was saying that anything you do in as a woman in the context of the patriarchy won't be like liberating or liberation because it's within the context of the patriarchy so just like focusing on the literal structure which you know that means businesses and that means like just actual systems i guess running for positions of leadership you know and and trying to support other women in getting positions of leadership <laughs> like i don't think anything can really change until the leadership has more people on our side it reminds me of the simone de beauvoir quote right um a woman is not born a woman is made um so in our society you are taught to be a woman you are taught what it is to be a woman and how you should operate within our system and so everything is very much linked to everything we've learned internalized in practice um it's not as simple as um you know just saying yeah just do what you want because we've been taught to operate in a certain way because of our position in society and because of our gender let's not forget gender is a social construct we've constructed it to mean something specific and we've constructed it to give in a to give a specific experience and and so it's really important to understand those things when it comes to you know feminism and and how we how we center our discussions and our action um because action is fundamentally important what would you say are like tips or um advice you give for like the younger generation listen to what makes sense to you and what feels good to you what resonates with you and follow that like the whole time like what in every single facet like whether you're talking about what you know feminists you want to look up to who inspire you like you don't have to just follow the first thing that comes into your face and especially like just an, an emphasis on critical thinking first of all but like because i can just imagine if you're a young girl on tiktok right now like you're probably being bombarded with you know girl boss feminism and just like things that and i well i even know on tiktok there's a lot of like you know glamorizing like sugar daddy lifestyle all this whatever but they it worries me because i feel like these girls are gonna have their thoughts programmed for them you know and i i just want them to you don't have to go with the first thing you see is that i agree with that you don't have feel free to disagree all the time and just think like use everything you see as reference material to bounce off of for how you really feel rather than just immediately absorbing it just thinking critically does this make sense to me does this resonate with me does this feel good for me or no and if it's no just keep it pushing and just keep and same thing for your life whatever you like to do 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 actually what authentically you want to do and what you want where you want to work whatever area you want to work at like you just have to keep doing what authentically feels good to you or like that's the that's the literal only way to be any sort of satisfied is to actually do what feels authentic um don't worry about fitting into any kind of box or you know stereotype just do just do you boo yes <laughs> now i want to talk about feminism in the media because the way feminism is portrayed in the media is is really interesting in fact there's a study 
um, you know, done by this Pew Research Center was looking at people and how they identify with feminists feminism they say 60 percent of u.s women describe themselves as feminist um and again this will be linked down below if you want to look at all the other things they came out with with regards to inclusivity polarization and, and how how people feel like it's outdated or not and i really enjoyed looking at that study because you know we can have the discussions on social media or in real life um but fundamentally it's really nice to see how overall people portray the issue and i do think the media has a big part to play in that and so it's not for the impact that the media can have on how we perceive women. It's not for the social impact and the changes that we need to see in the lives of women across the world. We most definitely still need feminism, even if it is still for the discourse and the cultural awareness that we need to develop. And so thank you so much to everyone for listening to this episode. Thank you so much, Kiara, for joining me. And until next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., Kabil speaks over and out.